This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. I hope you're enjoying uh, this week of messages. This is Friday. I hope you're having a good Friday. I have with me once again my friend, Apostle Don Beasley. He pastors the Turning Point City Church in Dixon, Illinois. Recently, I was with him. Great church, wonderful people, and a great Issachar. That's Apostle Don Beasley leading that church. Um, Sons of Issachar. I'm going to just get into it in a moment, but uh, welcome back, Apostle. Hey, it's glad to be back. Okay, Sons of Issachar. I just want to read one scripture. It says, 1 Chronicles 12, 32. Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do, their chiefs were 200. Now, let me tell you, I have preached entire sermons on this one verse. Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with what Israel should do, their chiefs were 200. I'm just going to break down the first word, Issachar. You know, uh, the sons of Issachar. So the children or the congregation of Issachar, which were men or members of the congregation that possessed, had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and their brethren were at their command leadership. Issachar, he will bring a reward. Uh, And Don, I believe you are an Issachar. I believe you bring a reward, reward to your congregation as well as the body of Christ that listens to you, whether it's on radio, television, uh, and we need Issachars today, Don. Well, I I appreciate your confidence in me. I, I've always uh, I've looked at those that and have said that a lot in the last year or so that that you know we have a lot of uh, people. I said the sons of Issachar, not only do they know their times, they knew what to do. Exactly. And uh, we hear a lot of people talking a lot about you know, a lot of information, a lot of intelligence. They're really smart people talking about inside and outside the church about all the issues that we're going through. Uh, but I've come to the conclusion that I don't believe intelligence by itself can solve these problems. You're right. Because they are, they have a deep spiritual nature to them. And that's the and, whole uh, point of Issachar is you get revelatory 
understanding and knowledge. And, you know, it, it says men who understood. So they're separating mentally to distinguish, to be cunning, diligent, a wise, prudent. You are making that congregation that you're over uh, wise, cunning, prudent, so they can make wise decisions. They're not caught unaware. I believe you're doing that, Don. Uh, I've listened to you. I've been following. You are in Issachar, and your congregation, I think, should cherish you. Now, I'm just talking very honestly. Well, I appreciate that. I, uh, I, I, you know, when it comes to the sons of Issachar, there's, I, I did a little study one time. I was reading it, and I, in our, the very, like, I don't remember when this was. It's been years back, and I, uh, I called with several of my good friends who were, you know, from, I mean, from pastors to college professors or whatever, and I asked them a question. I said, "Are you familiar with the?" passes on the sons of Ishikar and they're like, yes. And, you know, and they, and they quote it to me. They, you know, they knew their seasons and they knew the season. They knew what to do about it. And so then I would, before they had a chance to go look it up, whatever, I'd ask them, what did they, what did they do? And it was hilarious. <laughs> it, it's kind of a setup, but no, they were all just like, it was like real quiet. You know? Yes. Yes. And you could almost see them reaching for that Bible. You know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Trying to flip through the pages, you know? Uh-huh. And, and, and the reason I asked is I didn't, I hadn't always known, but, Somebody, and so I went and looked it up. It's like one time I was reading in the book of Acts, and Peter said, this is like the prophecy of the book of Joel. And I thought, you know what? It'd probably be good to go back and read that. Yes. It can change my entire perspective because that's what happened after the invasion of the locusts. You know, it's it's this outpouring of the Spirit. That's right. That's right. And so it was from times of trouble. But anyway, what, what really happened with the sons of Ishakar is that they had, they actually sided with David over Saul. Yes. They decided that they took their leaders and said, we're going to support David as God's anointed king. Now, the interesting thing about that, they're taking their life in their own hands and they did it. That's right. Because if that doesn't work out, you're all dead, man. Amen. Uh, and that, that was what they, they did. They knew they actually, they, they actually, they re, they accepted what God was doing over what they had been doing. And that, that's really, I think, when you get down to the crux of the son of Ishkar, and they know what to do, they know when God's making a move, and they know when you, you can abandon some things that you were doing in order to embrace what God is doing. And we've got to embrace, I mean, this really applies today. Uh, you know, we have a couple kings, so to speak. And mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm rejecting the Saul. I'm rejecting the Biden. And uh, let's say understood the times, you know, times, mm-hmm. you break it down, goes into fortunes, occurrences. Fortunes mm-hmm. means success and prosperity, estates, possessions, right. wealth. Occurrences means an event, event, an incident happening and circumstance. And right. so if they're under a godly leader, he can give them wisdom, cunning, so they can be prudent in all of these areas. You know, I'll tell you what, a lot of things are going to happen, including the economy. But you're, if you're right. under a true Issachar, he can give direction so you're not wiped out. You can be prepared. When I was studying this, one of the things that I discovered is, is that, that Elisha was one of those. He was in the line of, he was Issacharian. Yes. He was in the sons of Issachar. That's right. That followed, uh, you know, and he just, you know, it's just very interesting. And one of the things that I think a real Ishakar is, is they rightly divide the, the word of God. That's it. That's it. I mean, they, they can connect the dots and they, you know, they rightly um, divide what's going on without adding a bunch of stuff to it and making up a bunch of things that go way outside of scripture and whatever. <laughs> they just, they just 
drive it down the line. You know, that's right. That's right. Very foundational. Um, you know, and I mean, sometimes when you're doing that, uh, it's it's not real. Um, uh, it's not real flashy. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's 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 a returning to God. In it's always about returning to God fully. And what he's, and, you know, and, by, and and following him and whatever he's doing right now, uh, with all of our heart. Yes, yes, and yes. That, that's yes. what ends up happening, you know. And so, anyway, that's just kind of what I when we talk about that. And so, like in today's world, like for instance, if I was looking at today, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. But like earlier in the other program, yesterday you read about the Equality Act. That's one of the things that they're doing right now, and they're trying to push through. That's right. Uh, which is basically, I would say that in our culture today, that would be the Equality Act is is a name and decree against the people of God. Yes, we're going to wipe them out. That's Just right. Give us give us legal permission to wipe out the church. Yeah, you could even you take it back. It. You could even take it back and and use an example of Haman and and, and wiping out uh, uh, Queen Esther's people. Right. That's exactly what I'm trying. That's what I'm connecting it to today. All these things are there, you know, and, you know, the, uh, when there, there's always a line that, that a nation crosses that enters into full-blown judgment. And I, and I think that we're on that line in America. Yeah. Cause in, in 2016, um, every year the Lord, you know, I just pray and ask God, what's the word for this year for our church? And we're going in. And the Lord told me in 2016 that he was giving us a reprieve. And I, and I didn't even really know what that meant. And so I go and I look up what it means, you know, and it means a temporary stay in judgment is to get your house in order. Sure. And so I began teaching our people that, you know, and I, and I told them that the only reason that you have a temporary stay in judgment and uh, judgment is because judgment has been declared and it, it, it's going to come. Yeah. It's immensely. I don't think anybody really believes what the Bible says, but it's going to come. You bet it is. Judgment is going to come, and not only judgment, it's going to be the wrath of God against ungodliness. That's right. You look in Jude and different places like that, and so that's what you have. And so we have that here, you know, but there's two things that goes on is that uh, people today, like a lot of people, go, I'm just going to take a pass on that, and I'm not going to say anything. But whenever there's an issue such as this kind of stuff, you don't get to take a pass. That's right. A pass is passiveness, and passiveness never works. Um, that's why. That's what you do. While you get wound, a passive bug gets wound up by the spider in the web, you know, and you're going to become lunch. Um, we can't be passive. And then there's there's a kind of an in, uh, spirit where people want to ignore, you know. And the the thing I just was writing the other day, and I and I wrote down the statement that ignorance ignores. Yes, and ignoring is the foundation of ignorance. That's right. And a lot of times, ignorance, you know, is unlearned, but it's not unlearned like you're stupid. Ignorance is a choice because you don't have to be ignorant. You can learn. I, I like that. I like that. And you know, you know, but if you just, but so it's a choice. You choose to do it, and so. I believe that this Equality Act is our name and decree. And what does that mean? Well, that means that they did a whole bunch of stuff. They fasted and they prayed and they sought God for an answer of how to bring this before the king. And, and Esther, remember, she says, I can't do that because, you know, he could have me killed. That's right. And he said, he told her, he said, don't think that you alone will escape because you're the queen. 
you're a Jew. And that, that edict is for all Jews, not, and that includes you. That's right. And then, and then he says, who knows if it was for this time you were actually born. Which it was. And, and so <laughs> she said, okay, you had the people pray for me and whatever, and if I die, I die, you know. Uh, so then you go to Revelation, it said, how do you overcome the enemy? By the word of your testimony, the blood of the lamb, the word of your testimony, and you don't love your life even unto death. That's right. So there has that, that's this sold outness that has to happen. And every time you see a real revival happen, it comes from that. It comes from sold out people getting coming to God. You know, if you go all the way back to the in the uh, Solomon when they built the temple, you know, he gets down, lays out his hands, and he makes this cry to God about if your people turn away from you, and they, and he walks through the he he walks right through the um, the curses and the, the blessings and the cursings. And so he walks through the cursings and said, if your people do these things, it brings your curse upon them. And they turn to this altar and he goes through a whole list of things, hear their prayer um, and, and come at, come and help them. And then, you know, and then the glory of the Lord comes down, fills the place and they can't even move around in the temple when they dedicated it. But it was some days later that the spirit of God came into his bedroom and he gives us second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. That's right. And so God God actually thought about the prayer for a while. And then he comes back at a later time and says, actually, I'll, I'm going to say yes to that prayer that you prayed because it was a request, a petition. And I, and I think sometimes that we forget that we make a petition to God and we have to we have to get an answer from him. And sometimes we make a petition and then we just act as if the answers was all what we wanted. And so, but anyway, he does that. And it's because of that, it comes back to the time when Mordecai and Esther, and he tells her to fast and to pray. And she has other people fast and pray and they work on a plan. And, and, and when I felt that the first of last year in 20 and in, in the, at the end of 2020, I felt like the Lord said that, uh, he already had Mordecai and Esther's in place. And what we need to do is pray for the, them to be able to spring um, the plan that they have. Because at that time, the Lord spoke to me and said that there's a plan to destroy my people. Yes. In play right now. And it's it's big. But he said, I already have these people in place. And I, I took great comfort in the fact that God, he never is, his people are never caught uh without a remnant in place. God always has people in place to do this. And I don't have any idea who these people are, but we've been praying for them diligently since that time, because there's going to come a time. This is going to get really hairy pretty soon. Oh, you bet it is. Just like that was, it was already declared and it was going to be very hairy. And, and the King says, I can't undo the edict that I wrote, but what I can do is I can give you a new edict to defend yourself. Yes. And I think that's what Christians need to understand that the reprieve and the edict that God has given us is to defend ourselves. Amen. And that's what the Bible says that we will stand. It's where, where the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We all quote that. But the rest of that verse, that verse says that you will stand before the courts of heaven and defend yourself against every accusation. And so it's not that weapons haven't been formed against us and not even that they haven't been deployed. It's that they will not prosper against us. They will not overcome us because we have the ability to stand before the courts of heaven 
in the very throne room of God where God Almighty sits on the throne. Amen. And we get, and we get to declare our case by the blood and work of Jesus Christ and his forgiveness against an enemy who has already been defeated. But he can still bring accusations against us, and those accusations can actually interfere with our ability to go forth and do because they tie us up. That's right. And so the angelic host that are the minister for us cannot be released to do that because we're tied up in the courts of heaven. It's just like if you had a big court case going through the courts or whatever. If you have a business or whatever, all your assets are tied up. You can't use them. That's right. And so that we have assets to advance the kingdom of God and do all this stuff. But because we have not learned how to fight in the courts of heaven because of the preaching of the pulpits, it not trained people to do that. Yeah. Our resources and all of our, our, the majority of our help is caught up. Yeah. And so I've been really trying to train people. We need to, we need to understand to get in the courts of heaven, begin to write, you know, write decrees, write restraining orders against the enemy. And, um, so that we can be, so we can be busy in the end times harvest. Now you, um, because that's really what we need to be up to right now. You've been teaching it, on this, and correct? That's how we fight. Yes. Yeah. And what's amazing is that you know I'm I'm doing the same thing, and uh, this is a spirit of God that works through true apostolic leadership, true Issachar's. You made a comment. Take take a pass. Well, the the Christian, so to speak, we'll call that uh, quote Christians. I mean, uh, I think Watchman Nee would have a uh, uh, something to say about that. Uh, Knowing right. the Word of God and not actually following through, he would believe if you're a Christian, to be like a Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and uh, who who lived out their faith to the death. But uh, take a pass. If we take a pass, it's like uh, quote Christians in Germany that lost Germany because they took a pass and did not get involved. Right. Yeah. But um, you get back to, you know, and we talked about a plumb line. When I was in your church, I talked about a plumb line in Amos and, and how close we are. We talked about judgment and what's about to happen. But you get back to that first verse again, First uh, Chronicles 12.32, sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge, you know, knowledge to know, to ascertain by seeing. You get into the Hebrew word know which is yada, which is a word that means God gives a personal understanding and revelation and is not a knowing that comes from reading a book, for example. So an Issachar, God gives them revelation, visions, dreams, prophecies, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. So by the virtue of the name Issachar, I believe we see that those who walk in the character and calling of Issachar, they bring a sure reward to the Lord as well as a reward to the vineyard in which they're working. In other words, their mind is cunning, able to mentally distinguish between that which is wise and unwise. They diligently pursue the understanding needed to live well before the Lord. Issachar men and women receive understanding from the Lord himself because they know God in an intimate manner. And because they're wise and prudent, Issachars are able to perceive and seize opportunities in times of trouble, opportunities instead of uh, where a person loses, if you want to say, uh, their assets, uh, they actually can become even wealthier. Uh, we need to be under an Issachar, Don. I wanted to touch on this because I, I believe that the church out there needs to get under an Issachar. And uh, I know you're in Issachar, but Watchman Nee would talk about this very heavily, how the church are under men 
of God that are not true men of God and, and they are basically worthless in, in God's vineyard. They're not uh, preserving, they're not uh, involved in extending the kingdom of God. They're uh, by their own lack of, of understanding God himself and knowing God himself, there's just speaking empty words. Don? Right, exactly. You know, all this, uh, uh, there's just so much about, you know, empty. There's nothing, I think when I think of the driest, stalest things that I hear people talk is when we talk about empty rhetoric or empty doctrine, you know, that's where the Bible says you have a form of godliness to be denied the power thereof. Um, the, the, the true gospel, uh, God, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, God had power. Yes. Power to overcome, power to change, power to redirect, power to recreate things according to his will and his plan. So when I, I just, any any gospel that does not embrace or talk about power that is more than we can do ourselves. So that's why we need, you know, whenever we need knowledge, okay? Knowledge is great, but you, even if you, if you have a sliver more of, uh, of uh, mind, mind than most people do, you know, and you have, sure, uh, sure. Uh, you know, you even if you do that, there's only so much you can put in there. That's right. I mean, when you look at all the knowledge in the world today, I mean, how much of that can you actually know? Yes. Uh, you know, but, th- but the problem is, is that, I mean, the, the great thing is, is that because we are hooked up with God through his spirit, we have access to all of it that we don't even know. Amen. And beyond this world stuff that we have no clue of, that God shares with us through word of wisdom is a word of knowledge. That's right. Uh, things that we, you know, and people will say, how did you know that? Well, I don't know it yet. I, I just became a conduit and share with you what God shared in my spirit. Um, and, that, and, and, you know, and that's the other thing I think is when this stuff begins to happen, the, even in the, when we're in the best of places, people begin to take credit for what God's doing. Spiritual gifts, we don't own them. That's right. That's right. Uh, we're, we're just a conduit that they flow through. Amen. And at the end of the day, we need all the glory. And I mean, not just in words, but all the glory needs to be returned to God because that's where this stuff comes from. That's right. And, that's right. And so when we don't do that, then we really, you know, but I, what I've been really trying to train our people is, is that, you know, we're living in the time and all my whole life, I heard this thing about the early rains and the latter rains and, you know, the different greater glory and lesser glory and, um, and all the people that taught me, and I mean, they meant well, you know, but they're usually using it as a prophetic thing that there's going to something come that's never been before or whatever. And that was okay. But I got to studying early in Latter Rain, and I, I, I it's, uh, these things are, because most of us don't live on farms and whatever, we're not agrarian, uh, we don't understand that there's an early in Latter Rain every year. If that's there right. We all starved to death. That's right. Just like uh, wine skins. There, there's a new wine skin every year. Yeah, uh, you don't. It's not just one wine skin, and then we're going to use that one forever. Right. Wine skins are. There's a new one every year. There's a vintage year wine every single year. That's and, right. Because uh, that just means a year. And so when I was looking at that, I, I began to look at the early and latter rains, and the 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 early rain is called the yora, and it's it means it's a rain that softens the fallow ground. Uh, for the process of sowing. So it's what Jesus talked about, the kinds of soil, the hard ground, the stony ground, the thorny ground, and that. And so it's for breaking that ground up and sowing seed for a, for a harvest. But then the Malkash is the latter rain, and it, it ripens uh, for the release of harvest. 
so the early and the latter rains. And so I was just began to pray and ask God. I said, and I just asked God the question, what is what is spiritual rain? I mean, what is it? I, I mean, what is it? And then where does it come from? You know, for like spiritual rain. So there's rain that we know in the harvest fields, okay? But I don't think that the rain that rains in the harvest field has anything to do with reaching real souls and hearts of people. That's right. That's right. That's for growing corn and beans and wheat and stuff like that. Now, ladies and, and so gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. I have Apostle Don Beasley with me, and uh, he just started on this early and latter rains, and I, I was a missionary in Africa for a long time, and when I first went there, and, and the whole time I lived there, they talk, about, oh, these are the early rains, these are the latter rains. Again, like he mentioned, uh, they're into agriculture a lot, but we're talking spiritually, and uh, we talked about to know. And in Issachar today, the Hebrew word I said know was yada. And if you're under an Issachar, that means God gives personal understanding and revelation to this Issachar. Issachars don't run away or ignore truth. They are not ostriches, but they pursue truth and understanding to survive and prosper. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, Apostle Don Beasley, Turning Point City Church, Dixon, Illinois. Don, can you come back with me next week to discuss this early and latter rain? I'd love to. Be my privilege. We're going to do it, Don. God bless you. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you Monday. Okay. Bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.